Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is Luke chapter 10, but hear how it compares with the parable of the sower that we find earlier in Luke 8, because what Jesus is going ahead and doing in this whole section is expounding more and more what he has to teach about the parable of the sower. When a crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, Jesus said in a parable, A sower went out to sow seed, and as he sowed, some fell among the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and it grew up, and it withered away because it had no moisture. Now I want to emphasize these last two verses here. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. And some fell onto the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears, let him hear. You may be seated. Well, Bob arrived at the lunchroom at work. There were those that were finishing up their lunch, conversing and laughing. Others were watching TV and catching up off the news. And then all of a sudden, the sound of one o'clock struck and everybody left and left their garbage. Oh, Bob thought, why couldn't they pick it up? It sure would make my job easier. Why couldn't they eat with him and enjoy their company? You see, Bob was the janitor. Though he was the only one left and left with everyone's garbage, it was his job to clean up. Where is the joy in our work? Where are those who are supposed to be helping us? Why do we have to work so hard and why do others have it better than we do? Well, these are the thorns that grow up and choke out the joy of life. What are we supposed to do? Hebrews chapter 4 says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work just as God did from his. Now, how many of you watch TV for re relaxation? You can admit it. We won't tell on you. I do. But you know what? It doesn't always work. You know, you're one of these episodes you get all involved in only to find out to be continued. And then we find out we can't be there next week. That's where streaming really helps, right? But you still have to wait the whole week. And then there's the commercials. They show how much more easier life can be. It tells how we can do the same things that we did when we were younger. If we just take this little pill, it tells us how much better we can smell and look. By the way, hurry, because it's on sale. Yes, the voice planting anxious thoughts, creating worry and jealousy. These are the thorns that grow up and choke out the joy of life. Not only do we have the voices on the outside telling us what, how we could have things better, but then there's also the things that are in the inside. 
like, careful. Don't slip. You're not any good at this. Now, how did those voices get into our mind? Well, there's these two things on each side of our head, and that goes right down into the heart, and it plasters itself right there. Telling us what we can do and not do, and what we should think of ourselves. So, who and what are you listening to? Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. If you'd only listen to what's going on in Martha's head, you'd probably hear something like, you know, my mother said you should take care of the company first and then enjoy yourself. By the way, Mom told Mary the same thing. Mary should know better, but not today, not here. Because today our Lord turns our life upside down. He points out that it is better to sit, to sit at his feet, not to listen to the voices of the past, not to listen to the voices on TV, not to the voice that wonders what's going to be served for today's dinner or where we're going to eat after church. Jesus calls us away to listen to his voice. To call us away from the voices that keep us on the tread treadmill of drudgery, worry, anxiety, fear, and jealousy. He calls us from the thorns that press in on our life to find peace with him as we sit at his feet. You know, your work will still exist after church. And in fact, it might even exist tomorrow. But today, God comes to us now to be gracious to us, to forgive us, and to fill us up so that we once again can step out and serve with joy. Today, God calls us to repentance, calling us to his feet to sit before him and to listen. Because as we're reminded in Hebrews chapter 4, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered into God's rest rests from his works as God rested from his. And again, Jesus said in John 10, the thief comes only to, to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Maybe you remember the demoniac at Gerasenes, the one from whom Jesus cast the demons and then had them cast into the pigs. You see, before Jesus came, his world was driving him crazy. And yet, when people came to Jesus, where did they find him? But sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Luke records, dressed and in his right mind. Luke chapter 8. The man's ears were open to the words of Jesus. Now this man was wanting more to be filled up at the feet of Jesus. It is also true for Martha's sister Mary. 
Mary eventually came, became the woman who went ahead and poured perfume on Jesus' feet. And now she wanted to hear more from Jesus. And what did they hear? People like Mary and the man from Gerasenes heard about how the kingdom of God was among them, how God was reigning by his word, that their fight with God was over and their Lord and Savior had rescued them. They were no longer rejected because of their sin, but they were forgiven children of God who would be presented before God as perfect in Christ. They were being filled like the people of Colossae were filled by the gospel from Paul as he writes, You who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless above reproach before him if indeed you continue in the faith and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. But now consider Martha. People are really hard on Martha, aren't they? But didn't Martha do the right thing? Jesus doesn't say that she was doing the wrong thing. Martha's the one that invited Jesus into her house, and Jesus came. She's the one preparing the things for her guest, and he, wait, and she, no, he waited. Wait. Isn't that what we are supposed to be doing today? Are we here to wait on God, that is, to serve him? No. Today, God turns our life upside down. When we come to church, we become the guests, and he becomes the host. Jesus comes to wait on us, to serve us. Oh, certainly we can serve Jesus but he wants to serve us first so that we might serve with joy. He wants us first to have the thing that's necessary, his word. Because look at Martha. Her serving was no longer a joy, but a burden. Verse 40, if you'd translate it more literally, actually says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left only me to be dragged into service? Martha is so burdened by her hospitality, she looks at her sister with jealousy. And it's choking her choice to sit and to have the one thing that is necessary. Her serving and her jealousy have become the thorns choking her life. And so she looks at Jesus and demands, you make her help me. We have over 800 members in our congregation. People are asking, why aren't they all giving or why are they all not helping? We go home and we find we got to pick up socks and make meals and then go to work. Again and again. We find our work a burden 
as we look at all the other people who aren't doing their job and aren't helping. In church, at home, at work, and the jealousy grows, killing us, killing our relationships, killing our care, and killing the work of the church. Again, remember Hebrews chapter 4. There remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest, rests from his work just as God rested from his. Mary becomes so absorbed, yes, filled with the hospitality of Jesus. That's what Jesus is doing for us today. He speaks his words through the voice of your pastor as you sit at the feet of Jesus. He is not only willing to be the host, but he himself becomes the meal for you. To give of himself his body, his blood, for the forgiveness of sins. Why? So that you once again can be filled with joy and to share the joy and the happiness and the good things with your neighbor. He helps us move our eyes from what others are not doing to what he does and is doing. And when our focus is changed, not only will we go ahead and get things done, but we are happy about it. We're not only doing the right thing, but we are filled with the right voice, the voice of Jesus. We hear, you are my child. I have placed my name on you. I love you. I will continue to be gracious to you, to feed you, and to give you my word of life. And what we have been given will not be taken away from us. Mary in John 12, yes, we heard, anoints Jesus, but he anoints him in preparation for his burial with costly perfume. Remember the man that was released from the demons? Jesus sent him back to his hometown to tell of the good things that God had done for him. And after we have heard the voice of Jesus, the thorns of life, they're no longer so important. But we have what is most important, his word and the good things that God has done for us. What a blessing it is to be at the feet of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.